Camping in the desert with people I barely know isn't at the top of my bucket list, but I guess it could be better. More working off little to no information to foil a supposed alien plot. We don't even know which agency gets to disavow us when something goes awry. <laughs> for all I know, we could be working for the same internet creeps that somehow knew about what happened in Ruth. What all that has to do with a couple DJs peddling designer drugs? Maybe nothing. It would help if we knew how or why our handlers think anything extraordinary is going to happen at all. As it is, this feels like putting together a puzzle with all the pieces flipped upside down. We don't have a lot of time, so we just have to hope we put it together right. At least the view is nice. <laughs> I take that back. Santa's a blight. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left the agents of RSL, they were scattered to the five directions of the wind, or the compass, or making their life difficult for the handler. Agent River met up with a BLM agent and was tasked a job to go make sure the porta potties are not leaking. Glamorous indeed. Rooster was heading back to the camp of disabled vets there on the playa and the like. Agent Rowan was scouting a group of people at a small, quiet dance party outside a suspicious structure. Reagan was out and about, heading out looking for other venues and trying to learn more information about the mighty evil influencer and also the elusive Spider J. And Ross has gone back to the camp to try to actually get some sleep. We'll find out what's going on with Rooster first. Rooster, you make it back to Camp Gone Elvis, and you see that the camp is actually set up to look like the camp from the set of MASH. You see that there is inside one of the rooms, there is a still currently making some booze or vending out different types of booze. And uh, you see other folks that carry themselves in a way that you recognize as being former military. It seems like everyone here is somewhat involved with veterans or with, you know, active military folks. You do see that there are some beautiful metal pieces of art. Um, one that is kind of standing in the back in a place of honor looks to be a phoenix and it is patinaed where it shines and reflects all different kinds of light. You see that there is a four and a half foot tall metal bulldog that has, looks like flamethrowers coming out of its nostrils. He also has a campaign hat on as well, all made out of metal. Gravy looks at you, Rooster, and says, hey, uh, you want a martini? Really dry. I look over at the still and say, can't have a martini without cocktail onion. Of course we have them. I, uh, you want an olive? No, that's not it. I just, I don't drink on mission, man. Mission's over, buddy. I, I'm here with my people. It's still, it's still my job to keep them safe. Okay. Well, what's to say that they're not able to keep themselves safe? Why are you carrying that burden? I, fuck, you are a vet. You actually know what to say. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, to knock you down. If you don't want to, you don't want a martini, that's cool. We got, we got non-alcoholic stuff too. We got folks, folks doing the recovery thing. We got folks doing the sober thing. We got booze if you want, you know, I just figured it's an offer, offer for a friend. But uh, otherwise, uh, here you go. We only really have the sugar-free version of the monsters because the regular ones taste like asshole wrapped in a PT belt. Well, that's why I like them, but you got tequila? Yeah, we got tequila. We got the good stuff. Let's go there. He squints at you. Uh, have a monster first. It's not even noon yet. All right. I was just saying I've never had a martini, so I don't even know what to tell you on that one. All right. We'll, we'll try it later. We'll see how things go. All right. right. Relax. Gravy shows you around to different people and introduces you to a whole lot of folks. He introduces you as his brother. This is my brother, Rooster. Hearing that and just the way every single person stands or sits, just something about this feel, well, not something, I know exactly what it is, but it just feels like home kind of for the first time since I left Afghanistan the first time. Yeah. Everyone is very accepting. A lot of people aren't super talkative, which kind of fits in with you as well. I mean, there are some ambiverts here. There's a lot of introverts and there are just some people just chilling. Gravy might be one of the more talkative people in the camp. So you want to tell me what happened back at the temple? Um, <laughs> thought I saw someone. Yeah, that's obvious. Wasn't her. Okay. Seemed like you, you know, you were making double time on that. Yeah. Uh, it's someone I owe a really big apology to. <laughs> Don't we have a bunch of those? Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, nice part about the temple. You can go write your apology, and some people think it gets to them, whether they're here or they're not. You know, I'm going to let you know when I go in the temple later on this week, I'm going to write to all my brothers and sisters that didn't come back. You know, and I worry about how did I come back? And granted, I didn't all come back. You know, I'm still missing missing part. I left a part way the hell over there. But I, I'm still here. A little bit makes me feel feel guilty, but another part of me is like, can't give up on it because if I give up then everybody else that didn't make it then what did they die for right I mean for this all of this you know that's why we fight it's for the it's for the chance that everyone can do this yeah I mean that's sometimes that's a bit Pollyanna but sometimes that is what we kind of need you know to to make make sense of you know rich assholes sending us poor kids off to war. Yeah, send us out and die in a desert on a fucking lie. I don't know, I feel like I need that Pollyanna shit more these days. I left too many people back there. Yeah. You know, I found that instead of keeping it all like bottled up inside, I make stuff. You know, I made Sarge over there. And he points at the bulldog. Sarge blows flames out of his nose. Wait, is that is that Sergeant Stubby? Yeah. Holy f- holy fuck, man, you made that shit? Yeah. I'm not gonna say it was easy, but it wasn't particularly hard. I mean, if you're good with your hands... I mean, I'm good with one. Better than none, right? I mean, shit, we, we know some people that got feet. Why don't you have... Why did... 
did you ever get fitted for a for a piece? <laughs> I got fucked over hard. I was uh politics. I was supposed to be dishonorable so that they could throw someone under the bus and somehow it got filed right. Okay. And uh never really looked that one in the face, didn't want them to, you know, figure it out. All right. You know what? Hang on. Wait right here. Have a seat. There's a hot dog. There's crayons, there's potato chips, all kinds of good snacks. I'll be right back. And he heads off. You see, he heads over to a short woman, barely over five foot tall, has impressive tracts of land. And that's what kind of Brewster's eye sets on for the moment. Um, And then she looks over and you see that she has got a killer infectious smile and bright eyes. She walks over with gravy. Rooster, this is Ruby. Now, what I'm going to say is going to sound like you've heard this all before, but let me tell you, she's a fucking whiz. Ruby is a social worker that works with us. Ruby goes to the bat for us. She's an advocate. They have those? Ruby pipes up. Yep. And that's my job. That's what I do. I, I've got a bunch of guys and gals that I help, you know, get back up on their feet, you know, help them figure out different payment arrangement for bills. I know the grant system and the program systems inside and out. I've got friends in the prosthetics business. I've got connections all over the place. I just want to make sure that people that seem to have gotten been forgotten are not forgotten. You know, I want to help out as best I can. And I have the tools. I just sort of look at gravy. This can't, this is all way too, like. Fucking easy, right? Like perfect written. This doesn't happen. So what would have been perfect is that you came home and everything lined up perfectly. Well, I came home with the arm that happened later. But still, you're not telling me that you came home. You didn't come home with uh, dark little storm clouds, right? I. Yeah, I swerve at plastic bags in the street. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, right? That's not normal. Really, that's not normal in society. But we still, some of us still do it because some of those go fucking boom. And when we close our eyes, they go boom in our head. Well, if you don't dodge it, you end up hearing Alice in Chains for on repeat while you, yeah. Yeah, so give Ruby a listen. She knows her shit. She's probably gonna ask you to do do some paperwork and some homework when you get home. But you know, if it if it helps out, the fuck's 15, 20 minutes of you filling out a form online. I just it, this doesn't fucking make sense. That's not how this works. How's it supposed to work? And she pipes up, yeah. How's it supposed no, to I work? No, I mean it's supposed to work like that. That's not how it does work. It's not going to be easy. You know, sometimes we'll get denied. We'll have to apply for stuff. We'll have to appeal things. We might have to, you know, get you all dressed up in that fancy blue jacket with the with the nice khaki pants with the perfect lines. You know, we'll have to pin your jacket arm, but that's, you know, and make you look all good and, and handsome in your dress blues. And you might have to go talk to somebody. You can talk to people. And if you can't talk to people, I can talk to people for you. Or I know people that can if you don't want to be represented or be have an advocate that looks like sexy little me. 
I try really hard not to give her the once-over again. Because I remember her really bright eyes are up there. No, not there. Up higher. What? You don't even know me. Why, why would you fucking go out of your way to do this for me all of a sudden? You don't even know... I've known you for, like, 30 seconds. Hi, I'm Ruby. I'm Rooster. That doesn't answer the question. Would you like a hug? I... You know, this is the... Fuck me, this is the first time someone's asked that that I might actually say yes. I need a yes or a no. Not an in-between, because that means a no. Okay, this isn't just because you're sexy little you, but sh yeah. She jumps up and gives you a hug and her feet are hanging off. Because, like I said, she's just a little bit over five foot tall. Okay, now we know each other. I grew up in Visalia. Do you know where that's at? Yeah, I'm from Tulare. Ah, oh, see, we're neighbors. Wait, you go to Redwood or Mount Whitney? I went, no, I went to CVC. Oh. Don't look at me like that. No, you're nowhere near tall and blonde enough for, for a CVC person. You want to be punched in the dick here, Marine? Not particularly. You also know that I'm not wrong. Mm, and I also don't know that you wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, there's ball-busting Ben over there, and she points over. He likes getting kicked in the dick. But that's his playa name, and has absolutely nothing to do with what he likes to do outside of the playa. Anyway, Visalia, yeah, I know it. Yeah, that's where I'm from. You're from Tulare, and that's not that far away. Yeah. So you said we didn't know each other. We're trying to get to know each other. Oh. Man, you you are as dense as a Kevlar helmet. You're cute. You got that for you. I'm just not used to people actually, like, wanting to help. That's fair. And you're probably not used to asking for help. So I'm going to tell you, we're, you're not going to ask for help. I am going to help you. And now that I know that you're not, that you don't live far away, are you still over in that on that side of uh, that side of the planet? Yeah, I'm up in Fresno now. Okay, so that's not that far. I'm willing to drive. Can you drive? Yeah. We can meet midway. We can meet at a park. I can introduce you to some other folks. We've got builder groups out there. Gravy over here. His shop, you know, is in Oakland. So. We all kind of head over from there. I mean, we've got guys, we've got guys from all over here as well, but just so happens that we happen to be in, be in Northern Cal. All right. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to sound ungrateful. This is just, you know, I'm trying not to pinch myself. It kind of sounds, anytime something sounds too good to be true. It... She pinches your side really hard. Yeah, I deserve that. Then she slaps you in the sternum. All right, come on, Rain. You're good to go. Good to go. Let's go meet some more people. You get introduced to some more folks. You learn that they're from all over the United States. A lot of the folks here are disabled veterans, and there's a few of them in the Northern California area that are creating metal art and wood art. They are fascinated by the fact that you know your way around a hardware store, you know, that you've got general contractor skills. You know, some people are kind of leaning into it. One guy asks you if you can give him a hookup on wood since wood is so fucking expensive and not stuff that is all twisted and bent like most of the shit that you find at the big box stores. I tell him that I'm at one of the big box stores right now, but depending on when he gets there, I know how to pick boards. Sounds good to me instead of having somebody else pick it. 
with that, you look over his shoulder and you see River on a bicycle at the crossroads out in front of the camp. And you both meet eyes. River, Rooster, seems to be having a very good time talking to folks. At least it looks like Rooster, but he's really smiling. I will ride my bike over there and... Rooster, that you? Sherlock? I didn't recognize you without your gizmo hat thing. I didn't recognize you without the grumpy face. Oh, hey, Sherlock, how's it going? Hi, Sherlock. Hi. Um, uh, okay, never mind. Say it. Um, if, if they want to call me Sherlock, they can call me Sherlock. Woohoo, we got consent. Hey, everybody, this is Sherlock, one of Rooster's buddies. And the entire crowd. Hi, Sherlock. Hi, buddies. You want to get out from under the sun? Um, yeah, I could t- I could use a break. Rooster, these the people you uh, jumped out of perfectly good airplanes with? That, some of them. I'm pretty sure that guy over there did it for a living. Yeah, well, um, to each their own, right? Um, as long as they don't make me do it. You see a glint show up in Rooster's eyes. Nah, we won't make you jump out. We'll just land heavily like we did in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I I could skip that experience. Uh, say, you remember that uh, that, that uh, young woman uh, last night that uh, gave me a, a, a party invite? Yeah. Um, Do you need a wingman? You want to... I need... I, I guess I need a wingman. I look at Gravy. Remember what I was saying earlier? This one? What? What? Wait, what did he say about me? Only good things, my friend. Only good things. I'm on your six. Let's go. Liar. <laughs> he, he smiles. It's all good. Um, hey, you guys are welcome. Come back here anytime you want. You know, uh, Rooster, I want to, if you can, make it back. Love to talk with you again. Don't be stranger than you already are. <laughs> well... At the very least, I gotta trade some numbers and stuff. Yeah, that's why we're here, man. And, uh, how about this? At some point in the real world, I'll trade you framing for welding lessons. Deal. Semper Fi, Marine. Oorah. Oh, you need a bicycle. You guys know where to find a bicycle around here? You see those yellow bikes over there? Those are the green bikes. You can go take any one that you want. Just let them know that you're, you're grabbing one. Yellow bikes are green bikes. Exactly. I don't question. Those over there. Yep. Okay, those are those are yellow. Yep, they're yellow bikes, but they're green bikes, so you can take any of them that you want. And if you see a green bike that's out on the out on the playa as long as it's not locked or claimed, you could use that one as well. It's they're like community bikes, and that's not a sexual innuendo about, you know, a slattern or a uh, a what? You know. Okay, but what if I see a yellow bike? As long as it's a green bike, you can take it. <sighs> Who's on first? Yes, let's go. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry, Sherlock. You'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, let's go. So you head over to the yellow bikes, and you see that there is a sign that says green bikes. And you have the same interaction with the person that's, quote unquote, working there. You find out that the bikes are effectively community property. The person that you're talking to mentions that thousands upon thousands of bikes are left on playa every year because people don't take them home and they're irresponsible. So they claim them, paint them yellow and let people use them. And there are some expensive bikes out here. 
But why don't you just paint them green? Because they're painted yellow. Then why don't you call them yellow bikes? Because they're known as the green bikes. Duh. I'm just watching with glee. This makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. He looks around. Does any of this shit around this whole town make sense? The jury's still out on that one. So you bike over to the address. Rooster, you're looking around and seeing all kinds of things, and you've got this feeling that a weight has been lifted off of your shoulders. And while you're not necessarily paying attention to everything, you do see that River has stopped in front of this very large geodesic tent. It's a dome. And he is looking intently at the sign that's out front. And you see the cute girl that River saw the other night. She comes out and she smiles and waves and hangs her bra on the sign and runs inside. The name of the tent in the camp is called Orgy Dome. I swear, how the fuck do you get invited to every orgy? Um, well, gee, um, honestly, I want to see if it really is what it says it is, but I I don't want to participate. Are you saying that out loud? Yes. A woman with long curly black hair and a pink latex top covered in flowers comes out and she's wearing a, you know, a long flowy type dress. You don't have to participate. We just asked, I mean, since you guys, since you are a couple, the two of you can come in with no problem. Um, just no single men allowed. You can hang out and watch. You can participate to your, your level of comfort or not participate into your level of comfort. You don't have to stay. We just ask that you don't take any kind of any videos or or pictures. Um, if there are any pictures that are going to be done, we're going to get some consent from everybody in there beforehand. Uh, but we'll let you know if that comes around. I reach up and put my stump on his shoulder. Oh, come on, honey. It'll be fine. Oh, you always talk me into these things. All right, let's go in. That's what she said. Regan, you're out cruising on the bicycle and you do find a bunch of other sound camps and, you know, music venues. You see that Spider-J is going to be at a small camp called Camp Eat Me, Drink Me, and you find the camp. It's across the way from a UFO-shaped structure that has like a drawbridge ramp that goes up. You have a strange pull toward that camp with the UFO. And when I mean a strange pull, like you get this almost bated breath when you look at this place. Is that something that is overwhelming or is it just? It's not so overwhelming that you have to go there, but you are feeling, you are feeling the pull. Okay, so I am gonna kind of take a look around and see what what else is going on at the Eat Me, Drink Me camp. Are there folks out and about, it's seeing as it's midday? There are some folks there handing out grilled cheese and mushroom sandwiches. And there is a DJ, you know, spinning music in the background, very light, you know, almost as though that it's just ambiance music. There is a person dressed in fur pants and has horns on his head without a shirt. And he's handing people grapes and pouring wine. People are just, you know, sitting back, relaxing. You see, there's a cheese plate. It's covered in glass and the glass is a little bit dusty, but there's a cheese plate and wine. 
If there was a more Reagan thing, I don't think there would be one here. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is an extremely tempting plate for poor Reagan. Uh, she's going to, I guess, go up to, uh, as, as lovely as she would love a, a nice glass of red wine, I think she's a little bit wary of consuming liquids at this point. So she's going to uh, walk up to like a serving counter or whatever where, where they're handing out grilled cheeses and just kind of like give them a zip. The person hands you a, a grilled cheese sandwich and um, actually they ask if you want mushrooms on the sandwich. Sure. They give you the mushrooms. Then another person at the end says, would you like some special mushrooms for your time here? That was the question I was going to ask. I'm going to pass for now, but thank you so much for offering. Oh, you're quite welcome. Those that are on the sandwich, those are portabellas and white mushrooms. Delicious. Mm-hmm. They are. And when you take a bite, oh, it is so good. A little bit of marinade from the mushroom drips out of your outside of your lip, but it's so tasty. And you still get that weird buzzing feeling from behind you. This is um, this is a pretty cool spot. Um, what's what's with the the UFO? Oh, they that's something new that they built. Apparently, there's a whole area in there. They do a a body a human body carcass wash, where you know somebody will bathe you if you want, or you can bathe yourself. Apparently, they do a you know whole light show inside. Yeah, that that type of thing. I haven't gone in. Huh. Yet. I haven't had a, I haven't had an opportunity. But music's pretty good. Oh, so it's yeah, so it is like it's a big old venue. Who do you got? I I heard Spider J was gonna be over here. Oh yeah, we got Spider J. He should be he should be spinning a little bit later tonight, about like four or five o'clock. Very cool. I was uh, I was at his show last night, and it was it was something else. I have a feeling it's gonna be much quieter. Like we're we're we asked him to do a little bit more of like an ambiance, you know, ambiance and trance type set. Oh, that's cool, too. That's cool. Yeah, something just for people just to chill, you know, with both the grilled cheese and mushrooms and the mushrooms with the extra emphasis on mushrooms. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense, because, I mean, what he was playing last night went a little better with, I guess, his stuff that he was handing out over there. I'm not quite sure what that was, but it seems like it's the hot new ticket. Yeah, probably. She seems like she's a bit oblivious to what you're talking about. Cool, cool. Well, um, thanks for the grilled cheese. Oh, you're welcome. Hope you have a good burn. You too. Feeling a little bit safer now that she's got some grilled cheese in hand, Reagan is going to go ahead and get a glass of wine. <laughs> the chap that's dressed up like a satyr comes over and pours you a glass of wine and obviously looks you over and then smiles this creepy leer at you how how you doing it's going pretty good how are you i'm doing fantastic i mean you look like you're having a great time um i love your outfit thank you and he turns around and does a little shimmy and shake (laughs) that's so cool So I've got some Spanish red. I've got a African red out of Morocco. We've got a white that's made out of grapes from Algeria. And then we've got a couple Italian blends. I'm really a sucker for anything from Morocco. All right. He comes back with a clear decanter and uh, pours you a, a, a good sized glass. 
You notice they have stemware here, which is a little bit different than other places. Uh, most of the stuff you provide your own glass. Here, they aren't right. fucking around. This is truly uh, some of the nicest stuff I've seen around here. I'm surprised. We try. You can't be hedonistic if you don't have the proper stemware. That is so true. Wow. Am I at the wrong camp? I think you might no, be. You mind. can come camp with us anytime. Mm, 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 mm. Toga. <laughs> I will probably be back at some point. I mean, we're having a good time. I'm I'm over by one of the pubs, so they're they're also uh, hedonistic in another way. It's a good time. Which, which pub? The the Queen's Geese. Oh oh, so you know Random, huh? Uh, we've met. Yeah. Have you met? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He and I go we go way back. You see, his demeanor has changed completely. Oh, okay. Well, didn't mean to no, no. bring up anything. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, you're here. You're enjoying good wine. Um, you can have some cheese. We've got some of the best Wisconsin cheese that you could that you could bring to the playa. So we've got we've even got some moon cheese. And I think we've got some cheese out of the uh, somebody broke into one of the tunnels in Missouri and got some uh, government cheese. I have so many questions. What is moon cheese? He goes on to tell you all about the story of moon cheese. As he's going about the the idea of a shelf-stable cheese that requires no refrigeration and very little moisture and uh, the intricacies of what moon cheese is, you see, yeah, that's definitely Agent Rowan standing up in the other camp across the way and walking out of the camp, trailing a person that's being led to the the ramp for the UFO. Can Rowan are we looking at each other or is Rowan looking in another direction? No, Rowan is Rowan has her eyes set on this person that's walking to the ramp to lead up into the UFO. There's two people, but Rowan seems to be focused on on one person themselves. Rowan, you look around and you see this uh one of the the people from the party kind of get tapped on the shoulder and beckoned and you see that they head off to the ramp that leads up into the ufo i'll start following at a careful distance mentally working on my story if and when i get stopped they head up and disappear into the the ufo up the ramp are you going to follow them up the ramp is the ramp being particularly watched by anyone you don't see anyone at the bottom of the ramp then i'll follow you get up to the top and you see that it is broken off into rooms. It's a circular structure. The doors are are sliding doors. They're electronic sliding doors. As you get close by, they open up with the... There's uh, three of them. You know, one to the left, one to the right, and one straight ahead. You're not sure where those other two people had gone. This is a mistake, but I'm going to do it anyway standing there in the divide space between these three rooms. Rowan's going to close her eyes and open up her mind just to listen and see what's happening around her in this immediate space. Give me a power roll. Regan, you see Rowan begin to walk up the stairs to the UFO by herself. 19 out of 55. You sense two voices that are identical. They're thinking in harmony, the same exact thought. You sense 
the presence of others, but they seem to be in a deep, deep sleep. What are the two voices saying that is exactly identical? This is so cool. I can't believe that this is, this, this is, this has got to be the neatest thing we've seen out here at the thing in the desert. I can't wait to show everybody else. This is going to be amazing. Can I sense where that's coming from? Yes, in front of you, going forward. I'm going to move forward and look for like, well, if it doesn't open as I approach it, look for like a plate to push or something like that. As you get within about a foot of it, and there's an antechamber and you take another couple steps in, you see that there are coat racks where there are coats hanging on the wall, clothes hanging on the wall, some costume gear type stuff. There is a little bit of dust throughout this entire place. And as you get to the next door, because your mind is still open, you haven't shut it off yet, there's only one voice. The second one disappears. You lose a willpower point. Since I can sense that there are other minds that are sleeping, does it feel like one of those voices went into being a sleep voice? You can't tell because there's no imagery, there's no thought process, just the presence. So sometimes when people are sleeping, they have dreams, but you've encountered once or twice where there are times when people are just in such a deep sleep that it's just like, just there. Which worries me more because there are these dark spaces in my consciousness. Yes. Do I sense anything from the person who brought them here? You don't sense that person. Love that. The door opens up. And you see the gal um, standing there and she's got no clothes on and she is all sparkly and clean and smells a little bit of jasmine and frankincense. Look her up and down with a very appreciative little smile. Hey, sorry, I think I took a wrong turn somewhere. Oh, no, it's so it's it's okay. And the person alongside her is like, oh, no, that's that's all right. Um, We've got an opening. Do you want to get you want to get cleaned up? It's like a pressure wash gets rid of all the gets rid of all the uh, dust and in all of the all of the weird spots. And she smiles. All of the weird spots. All of them, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't want to inconvenience you at all. No, nope, no, nope, it wouldn't be at all. Just um, if you want to disrobe over there, that's fine. You can step in. And if you want the assisted pressure wash, I can help you with that. If you want to do the self pressure wash, the self clean, you can do that, too. Ron will kind of hesitate for a second, but I, sure, if you wouldn't mind uh, assisting, um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. All right. The other girl uh, puts on her clothes. Give me an alertness roll. Uh, da, 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 32 out of 56. You notice that she has new moles on her. She did not have the moles going in, but she has moles leaving. Okay. She starts to put on her clothes and she seems a little giddy and does this little bounce step and looks at you. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I'll come over and like, if there's like cubbies over there where we're supposed to put clothes or whatever, I'll come over to that area and like accidentally brush a hand against the back of her shoulder and try to see if there's any thoughts that I can pick up. Like I'm, I'm doing a more. You want to go deeper. Focused. I'm doing a more focused pro. Give me a, give me another power roll. Oh boy. Oh, that's a not one. Excellent. You're able to dive in deeper. 
And her memories up until getting washed are right there. But the rest are like a briefcase that you clicked open. And memories and thoughts are put into tiny little folders, very well organized, too organized. You find, you know, images of childhood. You find images of prom. You find images of a graduation ceremony and then a second graduation ceremony. But they seem like they're covered in static. You feel a hand on your shoulder. You lose two sanity points. Oh, no. I'll, like, shake myself out of the images of... I imagine like a card catalog or a a file drawer like I have in my office. Very much so. Shake myself out of that image and turn to the person who has the hand on my shoulder. You see it was the person that led them in. They're like, you're ready to to go in now? You you seem to zone off a little bit. Sorry about that. Uh, Yeah, I didn't get a lot of uh, didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Just zoned out for a sec. Okay. well. I'll, I'll head in, you can disrobe and then come on in and, you know, step on the area. Um, it's kind of like when you're at the, uh, the airport, put your arms above your head and uh, we'll rotate you slowly and we'll give you a good, uh, good pressure wash blasting. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll see you in there. And they step in. And the girl kind of shakes her head and looks around and looks at you. Oh, okay. Hi. And then starts to put on clothes that aren't hers. I'll kind of like, uh, I don't I, I don't think those are yours, are they? Oh, yeah, it doesn't seem to fit right. Um, no, they're, they're, they're a little bit a little bit small in some places. Hey, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. You sure? You seem uh, a lot of it. Yeah, I think I think it was maybe the heat and and whatnot. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you should probably sit down somewhere, get some water. Yeah, that'll be a good idea. I'm going to go down, go downstairs. Um, and she grabs some clothes and just puts them on hastily. Again, not her clothes. Just that, what, what, what's your name? Holly. Holly, hi. Nice to meet you. I, I'm Natasha. Hi, Natasha. I'm going to go get something to drink. Okay. I think there's a wine bar across the way. I think a wine would do me really good right now. Start with water. Okay. Uh, if it's the heat getting to you, I think the, the water's going to do you more good. Then you can enjoy the wine without having to call the medics. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Okay. I'll just like gently pat her shoulder. Careful, okay? Okay. She walks, walks forward. She exits, leaving you there. And Rowan, standing alone there, turns and looks at the door. And there's a look on her face that hasn't really been seen since she faced down that hallway by herself. And she's readying herself, being like, all right, we'll see what happens, and starts just robing. Okay. Regan, outside, you see the gal dressed in new clothes come down the ramp, but no Rowan. She walks over to the uh, other tent, grabs a bottle of water, downs it, and then makes a beeline right to eat me, drink me. Uh, is she within proximity? Yes. Well, there, you doing all right? Yeah, I could really use some wine. Um, can I have some wine? Sure. Is she asking Reagan? Yeah. Okay, great. Reagan, Reagan, go ahead and scoots her glass on over. Okay. She takes the glass and downs it. That tasted pretty good, I think. Yeah, that was pretty good. 
I like that. I I liked it too. Do do you need anything else? Uh, more wine? Why don't I grab us some wine? You and I can hang out for a minute and talk about wine. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Okay. Reagan goes and finds more wine for them. Okay. The dude in the satyr outfit mm-hmm. uh, wanders up. His name is Dion. Go figure. Who could have guessed? Yeah. And he pours wine for you and for her. And someone else comes out and refreshes the cheese board. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. And she just like automatically signs thank you to Dion. Like, keep it coming. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, this is a great glass that they just they just introduced me to. This seems like a really nice tent. Um, I saw you just come out of the the spaceship thing. That is that cool? Yeah, that was really neat. I got I got uh, power washed. Oh, is that yeah? Is that what they do? With, I asked, and they said there was something about a carcass wash. I guess that's yeah, human carcass wash. It's kind of funny. It's like, aren't we all humans, right? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I suppose we are. I mean, there's a lot of fun things around here. People are really exploring their identities, I think, out here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, I mean, people identify as all sorts, but humans, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like we're all we're all humans, and like it. Sometimes we just need to acknowledge that. Reagan is really trying to sell this, even though she's like, no oh boy. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a human troll. I would love to do that. Ooh, probably not great. Uh, that's a 71 on a 40. You find yourself talking more than her and she's not saying much and she's sitting there sipping her, her wine. You know, you realize that, you, that you're kind of rambling to cover some things. Sure. And in your ramblings, Rowan, you're standing there with your arms up above your head and there is a uh, like a rotating platform and a like a power wash shower that you're in this guy has got the wand and just kind of helping and you know giving you a good spray down i suspect that because i wasn't chosen by one of the drones that whatever happened to that girl isn't going to happen to me probably but i'm watching like as the pressure washing is happening, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of disassociating away from my body mm-hmm. and just like looking up and around, looking for the plugins, those sorts of things. Anything that isn't hidden away behind panels or anything like that, that would be used for whatever it is that they did to that girl. Give me a search roll. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 55 out of 56. Oh, you actually do see that there is a little bit of space up above if there was like a trap door above you. You're not entirely sure how it operates, but you see it. Normally, you would not see this normally, but you rolled a critical, so I'm letting you see this. Yes. And so I'm still wearing my glasses because it would be ungodly bright for me otherwise. So my eyes just sort of linger on it for a second before letting them roll around in a different direction, trying to see if there's any sort of vent or compartment or any way to get up in there once I come out of here. No, sadly, you do not see it. That seems to be the only point of egress through the roof. 
There are vents, but the vents seem to be made into the metalwork above, not as though that it's a vent that could be pulled down. You notice that the sheet metalwork above is all one piece except for a few locations. You don't even see any welds. It makes me think about what Rory told me about what he saw when he was in the engine room in Alaska. Yeah, there could definitely be that feeling. All right. So I'm just watching, observing, kind of divorced from the experience of getting very, very clean and not even thinking about the fact that there is another possibly human person uh, standing in the room with me who sees the various scars that I've picked up along the way. Not even thinking about that. And usually Rowan's super self-conscious about that. And in that moment, you read that brings you into it a little bit almost. Like you're like, oh, wait, he could see them. And you're kind of okay with it. You don't know why, but it's almost as though that he doesn't count. You're not picking up any any brain because when you had your mind open, you weren't getting anything from him. You're getting a weird feeling from him and it's making your skin crawl just a tiny little bit. That oddity, that oddness that you can't put a finger on that's there. Is that something that I would have felt when I was interviewing Lee. When you opened your mind up to Lee, it was similar. You didn't deep dive into Lee. No, she was telling me everything that she remembered. I didn't need to. It was very similar to Holly. Hmm, that static over the files. You become a little bit more aware of yourself and the steam that's kind of flowing. This is actually, in a weird way, quite pleasurable and comforting. One, you're getting rid of all of the dust and all of the grime and whatnot, but it's just hitting like the right muscles, like it's a massage, just strong enough that it needs to make you relax physically, which is also triggering some of the brain chemicals to make you relax a little bit mentally. Ah, there's a, you actually exhale. And the steam that comes up has a light peppermint eucalyptus smell to it, opening up your air passageways. Hmm. And peppermint and eucalyptus are too strong to smell anything else under it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely on my guard against this sense of relaxation, which, God, what a fucked up thing to say. What a fucked up way to live. And Rowan is very aware of that. There's the part of her that will always and forever be just who she is outside of this. That is like, this is fucked up. That I am relaxing and I'm fighting the relaxation. The body wash ends. And the guy puts a little spritz bottle next to you. He goes, this is going to kind of make sure all your pores are all good. Give that a, a spray over yourself uh, once, once over. And um, I hope you, you, I hope you enjoyed it. And he puts his hand up for a high five. I'll give him a high five. Looking as much into his eyes as I can through the glasses. Okay. His eyes meet yours. Nothing special about it. Appreciate it. This is quite the experience. Bring your friends. Yeah, I just might. And if we've got time, you know, because normally we've got a pretty strict schedule, but if we've got time, we can take walk-ins. I appreciate you uh, taking me as a walk-in. That was unexpected. He gives you a nice beaming smile. Pleasure was all mine. Appreciate it. I'll pick up the, the, the spray bottle and like take a second to spray over myself. I'm waiting to see if he leaves the room. He does not. He waits for you to leave. I figured. And you smell lavender and frankincense. And after giving it a few seconds, I will 
set the spritz bottle back down and smile at him and walk out. Very clean, but with many, many, many questions at this point. Mm -hmm. Regan, you see Rowan come down dressed and Holly looks over. Oh, there was the, the gal that went up after me. And you see another person following Rowan, maybe about 10 steps behind the person that led Holly up into the spaceship. Sure. I am just going to hang tight until I see that person that was leading them around kind of get out of sight. So I, so I am going to let Rowan go where she wants for a moment. And where is Rowan headed? I think Rowan is going to take up station in the wine bar across the way, get some water, but also wanting to keep an eye on the spaceship and see who's getting let in there and what's going on. Now that she knows where they're coming from, she wants to see who's going in there. You see there is a very comfy couch with a clear view of the camp across the street. Sitting on the couch is Reagan. I'll look at her, push my glasses up my nose. Hey, fancy meeting you here. Yeah, heard uh, you were hanging out in the spaceship with my uh, new friend Holly here. How'd that go? Holly kind of sheepishly waves. Hey, Holly, how you doing? How you feeling after getting some water? Feeling better, feeling better. Got, th got things sorted out. Oh, that's good. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab some water. Y'all want anything? Uh, I'll take more wine. Uh, Reagan holds up a two, two fingers and motions between her and Holly. T two waters. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Rowan will go to the, the wine bar to obtain a bottle of red and a large carafe of water. You walk back toward the couch. Screen wipe to River and Rooster. You come out of the opposite end, both wearing a little bit more rouge on your cheeks than you went in. It's a natural look for you as you're just a little bit slightly more, not, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but there might be a little bit of embarrassment, but you saw shit in that tent that you have not really seen in person. And you've seen some, some shit river, your life may be changed rooster. You wanted to do see some of that stuff. And you, now that you've seen it, maybe it's been reinforced. Oh, I, I want to come back to this tent later. Sadly, no single people. As I walk out, I will remove the tutu that I acquired somehow and, and hang it on a post. Well, that was, um, different. Seriously? That's what you have to say about it? What the hell am I supposed to say? It's an orgy. I don't know. You're the one who keeps getting invited to them. Never mind. No, no, please. Go on, explain. You think I can explain why I get invited to orgies? Screen wipe to Ross. Ross, there's a knocking at the door of the RV. I will open the curtain a little bit and see if I can see who it is. It's bright, and from this angle, you can't see it. The door opens up, and in walks Special Agent Weber. Hi. Looks like, oh, hey. Sorry, did, were you sleeping? Uh, Yeah, it was rough night last night trying to get a little bit of rest. I don't know what tonight's got in store. Uh, what can I do for you? Did you hear anything about Spider J? Uh, a little bit. Saw him last. Saw a show last night, actually. Oh, excellent. That's that's really good to hear. So, what did you did did he have any of the any of the narcotic? Yes. Um, 
Ooh. He puts out his hand. Did tell me you got some? Ninety percent sure we did. Um, it's a little hazy, but um, I think River and Rowan took care of it. Oh, okay. I really appreciate that. He walks over and claps you on the shoulder. When he does, you see a burst of light where he touches you on the shoulder. It's like reddish purple and pink. I back away. He's like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. It didn't I, I should have asked before I touch. I'm trying to learn these things. It's fine. Um, anything else I can do for you? Uh, no, but did you find out where Spider-J is going to be? I'm right here, man. And you see Spider-J standing in the doorway and he points at the FBI agent. And you see the FBI agent arm gets ripped off just out of nowhere and goes launching into the mirror of the RV. And then you see his other arm get torn and as he's drugged into the RV and he is screaming. There's no blood. And you see that there's a beast in the back room that has the multiple mirrors in the room just consume Agent Weber. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Miki Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>